Show. Stories of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the pandemic show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the pandemic show on social media. Thanks for joining us as we transcend time and space to talk to a Vancouver punk rock legend and the master of the theremin. Who are you? I am Stephen Ham. In my current incarnation, I am Stephen Ham, theremin man, master of the theremin. And also, as you say, punk rock legend. I played bass in a band called Slow back in the 1980s. I played in a bunch of grunge bands in the 90s. I, in the early 2000s, I did an act called Canned Ham with my dear friend Robert Dayton. And in the last 10 years, 12 years, I've played bass in The Evaporators, which is Nardwar's band. Do, 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 do. Do, do. Here at the Pandemic Show, we're big fans of Nardwar, the human serviette, and we are not surprised that he works with you, Stephen Ham, Thurman Man. And now I'm a huge Trekkie, and the theremin was the instrument used in the original Star Trek TV series. Just to talk to you, a master of the theremin today is so exciting. Could you tell us, pre-pandemic, what, Stephen Ham, was your life like pre-pandemic? Could you tell the people of the pandemic, no one's alone on the pandemic show. What's mm. your life like pre-pandemic? My life was a lot of playing my theremin. I was out, I had just been down to California. I did some shows in Los Angeles. I like to go over to Vancouver Island, Nanaimo and Courtney and Victoria specifically. They're very aligned with, I think there's some energy lines there that may even connect with California. California vibrationally is a very... You know, it's a very together place. So uh, that's what what I was doing. I was actually booked to go out to Berlin and play shows, a few shows in Berlin and Germany. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic hit. Dun, the pandemic. Dun, dun. The pandemic. March 2020. The pandemic mm-hmm. really starts to shake things up. Can you mm-hmm. tell us your life changed because you were not able to go over to Germany on your tour. How else did your life change? I had actually, I'd just been down in Seattle. I played a show with the space lady of all people, which was a fantastic. So we were talking about doing stuff. I had shows booked. I had three shows booked in Vancouver. And then I was supposed to be going over to Germany. It was this weird gradual, like I played the first show and it was like, oh, there's this stuff's going on in Wuhan. Then I played the second show and I was like, oh, stuff's going on down in California. Oh, no problem, you know? And then third show was March 13th. And it was like, I got an email from a promoter in Vancouver at the Redgate performance space. And they were like, you can, if you want, you can cancel. 
I had no idea what was happening, right? I mean, I knew there was a virus. Was it going to be like, was it going to be like SARS or was it going to be like the new plague? We didn't know. I don't want to put anyone in danger. That's not what my life's about. My life is about helping people and about bringing people together and then entertaining people and making people's lives a little more comfortable. So I was like, no, I gotta, I'm going to shut it down. Thinking that in May I'd be playing again because I had shows at the at, in Nanaimo and places like that as well. And then these shows just like over that last over that week after March middle of March just like yeah because you know, I mean the first at first everyone thought we we're gonna be back up and running in June or July it's like yeah and then the May shows went and then the the shows that kept yeah I was gonna go out to Ontario last fall or whatever and that didn't happen yeah they just things sort of sh- shut down and all of a sudden I'm isolated all alone here in my the celestial grotto as I call it so you're in the uh, celestial grotto lockdown mm-hmm. Self-isolating. There was a lot of uncertainty early on in the pandemic. How did your life pivot? How did you do a pandemic pivot in these celestial... In the celestial grotto here? Yeah. In the downtown east side of Vancouver? I basically decided that, okay, I can't go out and play, but people are getting tense. They're stressing out, right? Because things are shutting down. So I did the next best thing that I could do was how do I bring my music to people? What I decided to do, and this is something I had been thinking about doing, there's a being in New York by the name of Amon Ra. They are a master theremin player, and Amon was starting to do meditation, theremin meditations. So I took inspiration from them, and I decided to do two 10-minute meditations and then throw a song in maybe. But on Sunday night, because people are freaking out, they are they going to work Monday morning? Who knows? Everyone's schedule's all screwed up. They're all isolated. I used modern technology. I went on Facebook. I got myself a webcam and learned all the technology and started doing these um, half hour, two 10 minute meditations every Sunday night. And I did that up until July because things started like they were looking up again and people are getting out into the world. That was for me was really therapeutic. It helped me to stay calm. Uh, A bunch of folks told me that it helped them stay calm as well. The pandemic was a perfect time for meditation, time for reflection and a focus on your wellness. I was Mm -hmm. fortunate enough to catch some videos done by Delana Gale Bowen from Vancouver. She was doing an interview underneath a sequoia tree in Vancouver, Mm -hmm. and she had a very positive perspective on the pandemic. She said the pandemic was an opportunity. It was a blessing in disguise. It was a time for us to work on ourselves and to reflect and to make some changes in our own life. And thinking globally about the pandemic, it might have come at the right time. There was so much inequality, structural racism, environmental degradation, loneliness, challenges with how we take care of our seniors, challenges Mm -hmm. around how we deal with migrant labor. So many things were going on. And so people were so busy with the go, go, go lifestyle. The pandemic really gave us a chance to slow down and listen to the vibrations of the universe. Absolutely. And in fact, you know, what I have noticed because I slowed down a lot and I did, I went inside and I reflected and I listened to my inner voice, et cetera, et cetera. And the re-socialization that is starting to happen now, and specifically last July, it was like, okay, we're coming out of our grottos and whatnot. There was some anxiety around that and and some sadness and even not disappointment, but sadness that 
because I was able to sort of slow down and ground and get into this space. It felt really comfortable and natural for me. I really, I do, I appreciate that part, that part of it. Absolutely. I think it's been a good thing for the whole world. Look at what's important, right? We are lucky here today on the Pandemic Show, talking to Stephen Hamm from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, talking Pandemic with the Theremin Man. We're going to play song title in the form of a Pandemic question, inspired by your friend and bandmate, Nardwar the Human Serviette. Our first song, very timely, Wally Funk, went on a billionaire ride to space. Our first question, what do you think Valentina would say about space developments during the pandemic? I think that Valentina, she's still alive, you know, this is Valentina Tereshkova, the first woman in space back in 1963. She would be, I'm sure she is excited to have Wally Funk, who is, what, 82, I believe? The, she she trained in the for the NASA sorry the NASA NASA Mercury program back in the 60s but NASA was only interested in having men go into space and the Russians wanted to have the first woman and, and they did and uh, Valentina Tereshkova was the first woman in space the next one wasn't until like the 80s on the space shuttle I think that Valentina is very proud and very happy and jubilant right now that Wally Funk traveled in the space yesterday. Your song, Valentina, a tribute to the first woman in space. Mm-hmm. Now we are in a space race, a space race to Mars, it seems, mm-hmm. with multiple space agencies going to Mars. The mm-hmm. NASA landing site named after Octavia Butler, the great American author, rest in peace, Octavia. China has been, China's space program has reached Mars now. So we've got the Mars space race. We've got now the billionaire space race. It seems like they want to get to the moon or into space. There's so many space dynamics. What are your thoughts? I'm a Trekkie crewman, Dave, from the USS Vector in Starfleet International fandom. I want to live in a Star Trek world based on equity and justice for all. I'm not sure I, I don't really get that sense that the world is there. I'm hoping that we're going to change direction there. What do you think with all these latest developments in space, Stephen Hamm, Master of the Theremin? As a boy, one of my earliest memories was the moon landing 52 years ago. One of the first things I remember in my life is watching Neil Armstrong land on the moon while playing with my Lego. I had built a Lego Saturn V, and I grew up watching the Apollo space program. And, the, and he was, then it's the Russians and the... and. Uh, Sorry, it's the Soviet Union and and NASA do a joint trip into space, right? Where the Apollo, the last Apollo and one of the um, Soyuz capsules docked. And so it's like, and then the space shuttle, right? The space shuttle was built to service the space stations that we're going to build, that were going to take us to Mars. And it was a very optimistic time. One of like a world, the world coming together in a very Star Trek way, right? That we somehow are able to flip into a, a world where it's all justice for all, et cetera, et cetera, what you just said. And Ronald Reagan changed all that. Nixon did too, but Ronald Reagan changed that. And now we have, we have like Jeff Bezos is the new Howard Hughes or whatever. These guys, these guys basically showing off their sizes of their rockets. So it took NASA 10 years to get to the moon. It's taken these guys forever to get into near-Earth orbit. We're not even, they haven't even made it, I mean, Bezos hasn't made it into near, hasn't made it into orbit. SpaceX has. It would feel a lot better 
if these billionaires were paying taxes, like working class people like me and you, I think it's great that they want to get involved, but they're not paying their fair share here. Uh, the commodification of everyday life is yeah. something that I think is a, is a real shame. I think we're in a period right now where our consciousness, we I mean, we're still... Our brains, our amygdala as our whole, you know, we have the, the prefrontal cortex that gives us creativity and gives us this forward thinking and the brilliance of the human mind. And then we have the reptile brain that's still going like, the saber-toothed tiger is going to kill us. And these guys, they want to, you know, it's like their amygdalas are going off and they want to get to Mars. They don't, they, they don't care about the planet. They care about getting there. They want to be the alpha males. If they really wanted to help the planet, they just... Let's just pay your taxes, let the government, what governments are good at, distributing the wealth, get rid of some of the, get rid of this inequity. So first off, let's save the Amazon. When you're building something, you start with a foundation. We're off, they're thinking about Mars, they're burning. There's a song I have on my first album called uh, Another Planet, which basically just talks about a guy who's in his mom's basement who wrote who builds a rocket and he's like, I need to get off the planet because it's burning down and just off he goes and to heck with earth. We need to look after earth. We need to keep that foundation. We need to rebuild that foundation because it's quickly burning down. Scientists. Then, yes. Let's go to space. Let's, let's explore the planets. The idea, honestly, I mean, I've grown up with, you know, visions of going to space. What do you call it? Sp 2001. What a brilliant movie. Holy cow, that's all the, this is all the, the imagery and all the wonderful wonders that I want to see the human race doing. But we need to look after our home planet first because there isn't one. And the chances of us getting to Alpha Centauri in the next, before we, before we destroy the, this planet, we won't destroy the planet. The planet will shake us off. The planet will continue without us. The American scientist, I believe it's Tyson DeGrasse, mm -hmm. he made a very good comment saying we want to turn Mars into Earth First, we should turn Earth back into Earth. Yes, because what I'm afraid that Bezos and Elon and those guys, what are they doing? Like the first thing they're going to look at is mineral rights. And that's not the reason to go to Mars. For mineral yeah. rights, you know, come on. That's the first thing they're going to do is they're going to start taking chunks. I what? mean, that's probably how we got to North America. But look at the freaking mess that's in. Well, the colonial legacy, I should yeah. say, too, I'm doing this interview from the Haldeman Tract territory. I am on the traditional land of the Neutral, Anishinaabe, and Haudenosaunee people. Mm -hmm. And you're right, the legacy of colonialism, as we see all these unmarked graves at residential schools across Canada, the United States, it was based on exploitation. I think we can do better. With our technological advancements, everything, we can do better. Well, Valentina, great track, great tribute to the first woman in space. Next question here on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. And we are playing Pandemic song titles in the form of a Pandemic question. Inspired yes. by Nardwar, the human serviette. How do you think the pandemic impacted people? Inner Voice. Inner Voice is a song you wrote that deals with self-discovery and mm -hmm. the connections between the individual and their daily environment. How do you think the pandemic has impacted people's inner voice? I think it has impacted it hugely. I can speak for myself and some of the people around me in that one thing is it's brought to light that we have a huge mental health crisis on our hands in, in Western society and probably most of the world. We need to be looking after ourselves. And what's happening there to a large part is we're talking about the idea that, you know, like 
I, I meditate and whatnot, and we're all looking at self-care. There used to be a time when we looked after each other. We need to get back to that. And I hope that by going back, you know, I'm looking, I was looking at a lot of the therapists like, like Fritz and the existential therapists, Victor Frankl and stuff of like that. And I'm looking at like, let, again, let's look at our existence. Where are we at? That was, that was a good time. The pandemic is a good time. The pandemic was a good time to to look inside, right? And reflect. And that's what I was doing. And that's what that song is about. Look up Fritz Perls on the on the internet. He was a crazy, he was a wacky guy. He was a lot of fun. That's a good point. How when we look inside, and this is a common theme. We talked to Murray McLaughlin about the release of his 20th studio album, Hourglass. Yeah. And he said that his song, I Live on a White Cloud, inspired by the murder of George Floyd, was him turning his eyeballs inside on inside of himself and making sure there was no racism or hate inside of him. And if there was figuring out who put it there and figuring out how to get it out of him. to think that we could all look at our inner voice and come out of this working more together as collective action, rather than a collection of individuals only interested in ourselves. I think that's a very good point. Thank you, Stephen Hamm for joining us and playing song titles in the form of a pandemic question inspired by Nardwar, the human serviette. Our next question, when we listen to the sound of the sun during the pandemic, what should we listen for? Inspired by your song, listen to the sound of the sun. We should listen for the voices of Mother Earth. We should listen for the voices of the planets and the the universe around us. We should, again, we should, that's my God, right? Everything around us, the world around us, we should be listening to our our environment because we're part of it. We we all have the ability. And again, I like what you talk about, the collective over the individual. We have the ability as a collective to transcend to a higher consciousness. And I believe it's possible. And, you know, I sort of... Frame that, and that was my my good, my good friend Richard Chapman came out with the title, but we were having a similar conversation. Maybe it's like we have to listen without our not with our ears, but listen with our hearts. When you on. said listen to Mother Earth, listen to Turtle Island, it made me think that I've been listening. I've been listening to increasingly violent winds. I've been mm-hmm. listening. In season one, we talked to Rebecca Lippert in California, and she shared some of her experiences around the forest fires. We've had last year a tremendous hurricane system affecting the southern states. We've had intense cyclones ravaging India this year. We Mm. have droughts. So we've, we've pretty much got it all. Nature is telling us something, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And as I said before, you know, and we are we are part of, of the organism that's that's Gaia, right? So she will throw us off. She, we, you know, if in our own bodies, if we have an illness, we have antibodies that throw that that you know shut it down, right? We are we have immune systems. She has an immune system too. I heard an ecologist. He was saying the Earth will will continue. Just if 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 we continue what we're, what we're doing, the Earth will throw us off it just like Stephen what you're saying now reminds me of modern day poet chaos and his mm-hmm. work on the joyful rebellion album where he says or maybe the planet will terminate us I'm of the planet right the dinosaurs are still or whatever like many many different eras of, of other other creatures have lived on have been much more successful on this planet than we have so you know this is, a, this is a crazy experiment, and we'll see how it goes. I know where I live, 
15,000 years ago, there was a glacier here. Right, exactly. And there so probably we, will be we yeah. are part of something. Yeah. And is climate change, you know, because of the Anthropocene or whatever, is because of human? I, I believe it is, but these things happen regardless. And can we adapt? Can we change? I think it's give all of this is, I hope, is giving us enough of a wake up. You know, life goes on. And two weeks ago, we had the hottest temperatures ever yeah, recorded, in the yeah. world by like five to five degrees. I mean, last week, everyone's like, okay, we're going to do something. But now it's like, okay, no, I got to pay, you know, actually, I got to pay my bills and stuff. How do we bring it that wake up call? Yeah, I think that we are at a, at a time, I'm positive, but it's, we're going to go one of two ways. It's a time to come together and a time to work for collaboration and cooperation, but moving right along in song title, in the form of a pandemic question here on the pandemic show, where we are very fortunate to be talking with Stephen Hamm. Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. You've done a modern version on the theremin of a classic Christmas tune. And my next question, what child is this? The pandemic children. What do you think is in store? For them. I have a um, niece and a nephew who are two and 12, and I worry for them. I also believe that contrary to the idea that, that millennials or whatever, what's up, what's after millennials, that the young people today are, you know, they're like lazy and all this stuff. I absolutely, totally disagree. I agree that, with you. Because yeah. I work with a lot of people that are in their 20s and I'm excited because they want things to change and they see where the injustices are and they see where colonialism led us and they see where the, the paternity has led us. The way the, the world is because of the basically how things have, have progressed since the Victorian era, which is... An economic um, system based on exploiting the natural world. Absolutely. And absolutely. one group exploiting another. Yeah, and then everyone's like, no. That's where I see hope. I know it's like, you know, that's always where we see hope is in the, the youth, but that doesn't give me an excuse to sit on my laurels. I need to get out there. I do get out there. I do my thing. And I think we all need to take inspiration from the young people and, and respect our elders at the same time. Look at what's, you know, look to the to, to the indigenous folk because they had it. A lot of them had it right. And we came in and we screwed it up. It's all here. We just have to look for it. I want my niece and nephew to have an amazing life. I want them to live in the Star Trek world. I want them to work towards it. And they are they are gentle creatures. I love it because it's like my nephew, he's like, he's really into butterflies. Had I been into, I didn't know if I, I was into butterflies and whatnot, but I was told that, you know, that men don't like butterflies, you know, what's wrong with you? But my brother and his his partner and myself were like, let's get butterflies and put them all over the young boy's room and let's let's nurture him. We just just share the love. Got to yeah, share the love. love. I share I share your sentiment that the kids are all right and the yeah, kids are totally. industrious, innovative, uh, and I think they face challenges that we didn't as young people. The lack Absolutely. of opportunity. Uh, yeah. You look at inflation. You just look yeah. at the house the housing. This housing mm-hmm. powder keg here in Canada, yeah. how the, the labor force has changed from mm-hmm. you can get a job at 18, buy a house on three years salary, have your family and kids That's and, my, that was and my enjoy dad. the finer things in life. And those mm-hmm. days have changed. I think the solutions are out there to bring them back, to provide yeah. more support for our younger generations, the ones that we're going to rely on. I think we really got to think about what planet we are handing over 
to them. Since the 80s, it's sort of been the downward trend from, you know, from World War II, where we, I mean, I was born in my, you know, my, my parents lived through that in Europe, but there is that they've, they grew up in the most um, abundant time, the, the wealthiest time in human history. And it was, it's not sustainable. I'm not saying everyone has to go to eating dirt. You know, we're back to where things were in the, in the, in the twenties or whatever, where the, where there was no regulation on the, the, the rich and, you know, good old FDR and all those folks, they got brought in the green deal and, you know, and they shut it down and they got things equalized again. The, the rich have figured out a way to get around that. They bought, you know, they bought, they've been more stealthy at it and. We got to get back to it more. We said we need to get back some some equalization. Stephen Ham, we cannot thank you enough for joining us here on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Can you tell us what do you hope the world is like in after times? After times, first off, we need the uh, minimum income. Everyone, people in after times, there'll be no reason to want. There will be if you want to create, you'll be able to create. So you're if, you're advocating for a basic human income where no one is I, left behind. Absolutely, I'd like to see the, the the taxes for the wealthy. There are people who are geared towards um, upward mobility, and when we were living in small groups, those were, people were essential. And there's there's ways we can help him to find a meaningful life as opposed to way of way of finding meaning in life without just like sucking every resource dry you know i'd, I'd like to see a star trek kind of type world absolutely maybe not uh kirk's tights it's my understanding up. that the, the group of seven that supranational organization with cooperation among the g7 economies mm. they're investigating having a basic corporate global income tax to try to avoid tax shelters or that's something that could be done to avoid Absolutely. tax shelters and tax avoidance. Now, I think at the end of the day, you can only get taxed out of people that are willing to pay. So we do need to have that yeah. so that conversation. But the, yeah. things are so far out of whack. There's no yeah. harmony. It, no. There's no, there can be no harmony until we address this problem. Absolutely. And it has to be, I think it has to be addressed rationally. I am hopeful maybe there will be a cosmic intervention. Maybe we will obtain the the higher, you know, consciousness and the amygdala will, will slow down and ease up a bit and we'll stop being so fear-driven and we will start becoming more driven to help one another. That's what I hope for. Stephen Ham cannot Stephen Ham, thank you for joining us here today on the Pandemic Show. I am Stephen Ham Thurman Man, and I am so grateful and happy to have been here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.